0: Carolina Outdoors is now in session. We're glad that you're joining us here. No matter how you're joining us, whether it be via the airwaves of WBT Radio as we blast up and down the eastern seaboard early on a Saturday morning, or maybe you subscribe to us via podcast. No matter how, we welcome you. I'm Bill Bartee, sitting alongside Wes Lawson, Bill Barty. It's good to be with you.
1: It's better to be here and excited to talk about DuPont State
0: Well, that's what we are going to delve into without delay, because so many people stop in to see us at Jesse Brown's, and they ask us where they can head out to see waterfalls, enjoy a hike. And one of our quick, easy answers is a—I'm going to do my air quotes—newer state park near, Mm -hmm. or sorry, a newer state forest. There you go. Good job near Brevard, called Dupont State Recreational Forest, and we're going to. Uh, find out what that is right now as we bring on kirsten mcdonald to the program from the state forest kirsten welcome to the carolina outdoors
2: thank you glad to be with you today
0: well you notice i messed up right on the intro state park state forest national park national forest tell us what dupont state forest is and the differences between that and those other forest and parks
2: Okay, so we're DuPont State Recreational Forest. We are the only recreational state forest in North Carolina, and it's easy to confuse state parks and state forests, especially with DuPont being a recreational state forest. So state parks typically are focused on conservation, recreation, and education. Hunting is not allowed in them, and they have a wide variety of recreational activities. State forests, on the other hand, are managed for multiple resources, including wood products and wildlife habitat. Hunting is allowed in some circumstances, and the recreational opportunities are going to vary from forest to forest. Here at DuPont, we have uh, multi-use trails and roads. So we have hikers, bikers, horseback riders, um, as well as people that come here to do some cross-country running.
0: Well, and just as we send people that way to enjoy all of those sports, they also get to enjoy the beauty that is there at DuPont State Forest, and namely the waterfalls. I guess I'm showing my age a little bit because I called it the newest, but if it's the only state forest, that is really an easy (laughs) description. But uh, It was established in the late 1990s, but didn't really become – um, what it is today until the early 2000s, that's when 2,200 that's right. acres were added to the state forest. And in that 22 ha- 2,200 acres included triple falls, high falls, bridal veil falls. These are some of the popular waterfalls that people come from all over the United States, all over the world, really, to enjoy in the state forest. Can you tell us about those natural attractions?
2: Absolutely, I can. But just to clarify, there are other state forests in North Carolina. It's just we're the only state recreational forest. We're the only one with that extra little word added in there. Um, But we're talking about the waterfalls. Yes, we have six major waterfalls here on the property. Uh, High Falls, as you mentioned, is about 150 feet tall. Triple Falls is slightly smaller at 120 uh, Bridal Veil is more of a sliding, you wouldn't slide down it like sliding rock, but it's more of a, a sliding over the rock as opposed to a big cascade, and it's about 120 feet. We've got Wintergreen Falls, Grassy Creek Falls, and Hooker Falls, um, and they're all quite accessible to the public.
1: You know, Kirsten, a lot of times people see waterfalls on a hot day, and they think, gosh, it'd be nice to maybe get underneath that or swim near the top of that, which... undoubtedly is a bad idea to swim at the top of a waterfall though it does happen what kind of access do park state forest gosh now i'm doing now we're all confused attendees Yeah. yeah state forest attendees how close can they get what kind of precautions should we give our listeners when we get near those famous and beautiful waterfalls
2: so it, it really depends so much on the actual waterfall. Uh, one of our rules here in DuPont State Recreational Forest is that there's no climbing on the waterfalls or swimming or wading within 300 feet of the, the top of the falls. Um, that said, lots of people go to Hooker Falls, which is just, it's about a 12 foot cascade and swim in the deep pool at the base there, the falls. Um, and people also do that at Wintergreen, but the larger falls, high falls, triple falls, Um, you can go out to a viewing platform and actually see them. You'll feel the spray from the falls coming on you, but you're not going to go scramble around on the falls. And I think actually if you were to see them, you would think, yeah, I don't think I want to do that anyway.
1: So you heard it here, folks. Enjoy them properly and don't swim near the top. We don't want to hear about that on the news. Other than the beautiful waterfalls, this is 12,500 acres, and you mentioned hiking and trail running and horseback riding. How do we do those things together? Because sometimes I know, you know, as a once and former cyclist and equestrian, that can be kind of scary if you're on a horse and somebody comes running out of the woods. Are those are those clearly marked? How do we do all of that?
2: So all of our trails and roads are multi-use. Uh, we don't allow any motorized vehicles other than those that are operated by Forest Service employees. So there are no e-bikes in here, no ATVs in here. It is just foot traffic, bike traffic, and horse traffic. Um, that said, the rules of the road are that horses have the right of way, um, and hikers yield to horses, and bikes yield to both horses and to hikers.
1: Gotcha. That makes but a whole lot of sense. If everybody works
2: together, we can share, and it's great.
1: Now. You know, the last year or so, we certainly at Jesse Brown's Outdoors have seen a huge influx in people who are new to the outdoors, new to hiking, camping, fly fishing, you name it, maybe even swimming outside of a pool, their first time swimming in a swimming hole. Are you seeing a big influx of new or repeat uh, attendees?
2: Hard to know how many people are new that we're seeing, but I will tell you that uh, we just closed out the fiscal year. We run on a July 1st to June 30th fiscal year, and in the past fiscal year, we had more than 1.3 million visitors. That's a lot to come here in one year. That is a um, whole including lot, including more than yeah, 200,000 in July of last year.
1: That's uh, you had a whole a whole city's worth come through. That's incredible.
2: <laughs> yeah. A lot of people come in here to enjoy it, but you know they can spread out um, if they will, and and really all enjoy the forest.
0: And some of this we left behind too, but of course through the name, this was DuPont-owned property for years, a manufacturing facility for X-ray film was there on Correct. the property. So that is uh kind of where it gets its name. Um Now, of course, it is uh, publicly managed by the Department of Agriculture and open to the public, but it's also a, a place that several films have been made. And our guest, Kirsten McDonald, we want to ask you a little bit about that. People come up there to recreate, to hike, to bike, to take pictures, see wildlife, see the waterfalls. How many people come up there to see where the scenes from uh, The Last of the Mohicans or the Hunger Games? The Hunger Games,
2: yeah. Do a lot of people there's, there's, come up there for
0: that, type of, uh, for, for that type of sightseeing?
2: Ab- absolutely. And um, we haven't mentioned the lakes that are here. There's six mountain lakes here. Um, that's actually my favorite thing to do here at DuPont is to go swimming in Lake Julia. Lake Julia is about 100 acres, so it's a big lake. Um, just pristine water. You don't have any motorized vehicles out there. You have the lake to yourself as a swimmer. It's great. Um, So, yes, people come definitely to see, to do all of our activities that are open to them, as well as just to sort of fight, see where their favorite movie might have been made or that sort of thing.
1: Well, I know Bill, you know, just kind of teased in how we got the name and the original sort of the history, but the park has had some land added to it over the last few years. Is that correct?
2: It has, yes.
1: And so um, tell us about some of that. Under know there's the Continental Divide Tract, which that connects other public lands. Is that right?
2: Yeah, I, I believe that the the goal is to acquire additional lands to expand DuPont State Recreational Forest, um, and then we are working on a master recreational plan that will tie some of our trails into some of the longer trails. At this point, I don't know which uh, particular trails we would tie into, but I know that is in the planning stages.
1: Gotcha. Now, some,
2: it, of those, some of those new parcels will be critical to that, that activity.
1: Got it. Perfect. So if somebody's coming in, making the trip in from Charlotte or the surrounding area, or even even the DuPont surrounding area, what are some of the things they should know to make the most of their time, where to park, how to get there, key times, opening and closing times, things like that?
2: So I would say the big thing is the forest is busiest from May to October through the end of October because of leaf season. So if you can come, if you need to come during one of those months, come on a Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday. And try to get here by 9.30 or come late in the day around 4. It stays uh, light fairly late in the day so you could still have a nice hike, even if you just started at 4 o'clock.
1: And there's no camping, is that correct?
2: Correct. No camping, no outdoor cooking, no campfires. Um, And once again, that's because this is a state forest, not a state park.
1: Right, and we we want to protect those resources for future use and enjoyment.
2: Right. And you will see some places here where it looks like there's been forest fires, but those are all prescribed burns as we try to return the forest to what it would have been had there not been influenced by humans in here. Um, DuPont, for instance, planted lots and lots of white pine trees um, as a crop that they were going to harvest. And so trying to, you know, thin those out and allow the oaks to grow in their place so that there is habitat and food for wildlife.
0: Hey, speaking of wildlife, if we come up there to, to uh, walk the property, hike the property, be at DuPont State Recreational Forest, uh, what kind of wildlife might we see? Uh, I imagine uh, deer and turkey, but um, will you give us some other
2: insight, bears maybe? Well, you were so right with deer and turkey. Um, lots of birds that you're going to see, rose, craven, swallows, owls, woodpeckers, hawks. Um, Of course, the deer, and we've had lots of fawns this year that we see around the place. Possums, rabbits, raccoons, bats, box turtles, king snakes, um, all manner of insects and amphibians. But I will say the mosquitoes are not very bad up here, nor the Niseum, so it's it's great that way. Um, We've occasionally seen black bear, bobcats, coyote. Um, and then there's some that I'd rather see at a distance Such as the skunks and the rattlesnakes and copperheads But they're here too
0: Fantastic And you mentioned the uh, 1.3 million visitors to that And you mentioned May through October being the busy season Talk to us about the rest of the summer Finishing out the crowds of August As we uh, approach the Labor Day weekend Which uh, kind of marks the uh, the uh, end of summer to many Doesn't mean the summer weather quite leaves us. Uh, Do you have a little bit of downtime between uh, the leaf change that will come in October and uh, Labor Day as we approach it?
2: There is a slight drop in visitation. Um, So I'm going to pull to a little chart here that I've got. Um, So that September has about the same visitation of May. Um. And then October is back up to the same level that we have in June.
0: And this so park is located. Would, drop. would you call uh, this is the Brevard area for our listeners um, who are listening to us up and down the eastern seaboard currently? So it's a uh, it, it's in an easily accessible mountain town with a whole bunch of amenities around it. So if you're planning a day trip or two or three to Dupont State Forest. There are plenty of places around that that you can enjoy um, as you're visiting the state forest.
2: Absolutely. So we're about uh, more than 12,000 acres, and we're on the border of Henderson and Transylvania counties, about half, half of those acreages in each, each of those counties. Um, so Hendersonville, very close by. Brevard is close by. Um, we're very near I-26 and it's not very far to the Asheville airport from here either. Um, so you could come to the area and do things in Asheville, Hendersonville, or Brevard. Spend some time here at DuPont, then you could head over to Pisgah National Forest as well.
1: You know, and, and all are great places to spend, you know, the, the before or after visit, you know, have breakfast or have a good local dinner at one of those great restaurants. There's always, a uh, some, some wonderful little pizza places and ice cream bars for, for kids of all ages, or if you wanted to do the craft beer thing, if that's your, your cup of tea, as they say. What a great area to spend a day or a weekend, especially as we think about kind of close to home, sort of staycation, mini vacation kind of things. Lots of empty nest Absolutely. travel as we get into uh, the start of the school year. You know, Labor Day for a lot of folks is a great time for those who don't have kids at home anymore to go out and see those great places. So why not head over to DuPont State Recreational
0: Forest? I got it right. You you got it right. Good job. Way to be. And all of our listeners out there, part of our... charge here on the Carolina Outdoors with Wes Lawson, Bill Barty, is to shine lights on places that we can go and enjoy throughout the Carolinas, throughout the U.S., throughout the world. But so many of them are in close proximity to us. DuPont State Forest is one of those. If you would like a history, in fact, at Jesse Brown's, we have Danny Bernstein's book, DuPont Mm -hmm. State Forest, a history. So you can check it out as well. But even better than that, Just go up there and pay DuPont State Forest a visit yourself, whether you are hiking, biking. Maybe you're an equestrian and want to take the horses out for a ride. Uh, Be prepared, of course, and be prepared for the etiquette involved, which we talked about earlier. Enjoy the falls, whether it be Hooker Falls, Triple Falls, High Falls, Bridal Veil Falls. There's so much to enjoy, and Kirsten McDonald, you helped shine a light on it with us here, the Outdoor Guys. Thank you so much for joining us
2: you're welcome. Glad I could do that.
0: Fantastic to have you and off we go. We're going to continue this thing called the Carolina Outdoors, but first a break right after this.